Hey family, it's Pastor Travis, and I am so excited about this week's message. Listen, you need to turn up your phone, your car, however you're listening, because it's about to go down. I pray today you are inspired and that your faith is increased. If you want to partner with the awesome vision of Forward City Church, go now to forwardcity.tv slash give to get involved. Hey, I love you. Remember, your past is gone, your future is waiting, so prepare to move forward. I need everybody to get real loud, get real rowdy, get real crazy. Right now, for Pastor Tasha Cobbs Leonard. Let's go, man. Come on, I think we could get a little. A little louder. Turn it up just a little more. St. Travis song. It's, it's his weekend. Always I can't count on you. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to care. Y'all say it. Everything to God. We often forfeit Oh, what needless pains we bear All because we do not care Everything to God this moment and um, every time the Lord gives me an assignment like this I want to make sure that what he speaks is um, prophetic for the people who hear it and um, there's a prophetic grace on my life that I'm always very um, I'm serious about it and so most times when people call they don't call a lot but when they call for me to minister the word of God I always ask God to give me something that would cause an immediate shift. You know, Pastor Travis was just saying, we're in South Carolina, so one of the things that we do very well is church. And I, I believe that this season has been tremendously strategic um, on God's part for, uh, for him to bring us back to make the main thing the main thing. And so a lot of times we can grow accustomed to having church and hearing an amazing word. And then we go home and need another word and another word. My prayer is that God would give us word that feeds us, not just on Sundays, but Monday through Saturday. That's the kind of house Forest City is. I know, I know your pastors very well. 
Pastor Travis said a decade, but that was like after he became Travis Green. I knew, I knew Pastor Travis. I got some stories, guys. This is my friend friends. We not, we not industry friends. Like, I, I know Travis. I love Pastor Travis. I love my sister Jackie. One of the things about Pastor Jackie, I'm gonna let y'all sit down in a minute, but I got I gotta talk about them, okay? And y'all, Four City has a DNA, all right? Um, God'll give you things that you don't know you need. I don't I don't know. Travis is my friend, but God gave him something that I needed, and that's my sister. We need prayer warriors. You need, you need people in your life, you can get on the phone and be like, I don't even need to say nothing. Can you just start praying? My husband, my husband is holding a miracle that Pastor Jackie helped me birth into the earth. You need friends like that. You need, you need friends that'll help you bring God promises to fruition in your life. Y'all waiting on me to preach. I'm preaching. Relationships are strategic on the behalf of Jesus Christ. The people that we partner with in life, they should be able to help us birth purpose in the earth. My husband says this all the time. Our our greatest places of pain and our greatest places of joy come through relationships. You either, you're doing two things. You're either pushing me towards purpose or you're pushing me towards pain. We always talk about miracles. Sometimes it'll just help if we just kind of tweak our relationships. So I got two of my best friends right here, and it is an honor and a joy for me to stand here and celebrate five years Forest City. Oh my God. Ooh, that make me want to dance. It makes me want to dance. I remember coming here one day, Pastor Travis, them had tears in their eyes. I was like, I looked at my husband, was like, I don't want to do this. Now, the way they look, I don't want that. But if we just persevere, if we persevere, y'all, they are such examples in our lives. So today, my husband and I, we're going to sow a seed into Forest City. We, uh, we're sowing a $5,000 seed. Forest City. From the Purpose Place Church, Spartanburg, South Carolina. We love y'all. All All right, let's get into the Word of God. Let's get into the Word of God. Thank you for your presence in this place. God, we honor you. We love you. Would you speak to us today? God, give us revelation. Give us impartation. Use me for your glory like never before. And we'll give your name the praise in Jesus' name. We're going to Joshua 1. I honor all the leaders in the room today, all of the leaders of Forest City. Would you make some noise for your leaders? And because of who I am, I always got to give it up for the worshipers. Can we give God praise for our worship ministry? I'll be watching y'all online. I'm like, man, they killing it. All right, Joshua 1, first through the eighth verse. You can sit down if you like. First through the eighth verse. I think I'm reading it in NIV. 
All right, first verse says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. Listen with your prophetic ear here. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. And as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong. Somebody say that. Be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. There are some things that God promised your grandparents that your family has yet to see. The word of God says, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors. God never releases a word that is void. Be strong and very courageous. Somebody say it again. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then, somebody say then. You will be prosperous and successful. I got to take, I got to rewind. Give it up for my husband, y'all. He walked in the door. I was like, okay, now I got this. I can do this now. I, can. I was nervous before, babe. I was like, what? All right, when Holy Spirit began to share with me what he desired for me to speak for this service, I was a little hesitant. I'm good. Thank you so much. You are so anointed. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Today, I'm talking to leaders. Somebody say, I'm a leader. Come on, say it. I'm a leader. Okay, I hear you thinking, well, this ain't for me, so let me go to the next service. Let me go look at another church. But don't touch that dial. Let me give you our working definition for leader for today. A leader is a person who has influence on any level. A person who has influence on any level. Just last month, my husband and I, we were teaching a course on leading from the middle. Most times when people think of leaders, they're thinking of the person who, who gets hit the hardest when things fall apart. That's the president, the, the pastor, or the person whose name is on the building. But there are levels to leadership. We have people who lead from the middle. Your, your name isn't on the building, but you carry responsibility within the organization. The manager the administrator, the, the greeter, the worship leader, the music director, the teacher, any person who influences others. Let me bring it closer to home. The parent, the oldest sibling, the best friend, the coach. Have I hit you yet? 
I think I got everybody. All right. Each of us carry a weight of responsibility when it comes to the forward progression of our family, our nation, our community, and guess what? Our church. That should cover everybody. All right. Today's message is a bit prophetic. It's a bit of a charge. It's a bit of a push. So let's fasten our seatbelts. Y'all ready? Here's a prophetic word. Throw your hands in the air. I grew up in a Pentecostal holiness church. I got some strong roots there. Y'all going to see it in a minute. (laughs) Throw your hands in the air. You are at the door of the promised land. I got some other Pentecostal holiness church. But accessing it is going to require much more than speaking in tongues, naming and claiming, blabbing and grabbing. You got to do some work. You can put your hands down. You got, you got to do some work. A certain level of commitment and accountability is required to access this promise from God. There's a weight that comes with what you carry. Even more responsibility is coming with this next assignment. I said again, even more responsibility is coming with this next assignment. This one is for the grown grown. Like, put that in the chat. This is for the grown grown, all right? As I was preparing for this lesson and realizing the weight of what God was sharing with me, I began to question myself. I questioned if I had, had what it takes to charge others to pick up their beam. I questioned if I had always committed myself enough. I, I questioned myself because I haven't always hit the mark. I question myself because I haven't always been brave in the face of fear. As I thought a little deeper, sis, I realized that most times we mistake bravery and courage to be synonymous. Bravery and courage are not the same. Bravery is the ability to confront pain or danger without feeling fear. Bravery isn't always wise. Bravery focuses on getting the task done, not always getting it done right. It is possible to get something done, but damage people along the way. Courage, however, is derived from the Latin word core, which means heart. Courage literally means strength of heart. It is having the strength to do what is right in the face of fear. Several times in this scripture, God instructs Joshua to be strong and very courageous. Remember, courage means to have strength to do what is right in the face of fear. Hear me. What if a moderate measure of fear is permitted to keep us aware of our surroundings? Cognizant of danger. Respectful of authority. Could it be that there is a difference between fear and the spirit of fear? The spirit of fear is overwhelming. The spirit of fear is purpose to try to persuade us to believe that whatever we are facing, whatever we are dealing with, and whatever we are attempting to conquer is bigger than our God. The spirit of fear is to convince us that we have no power. The spirit of fear is sent to convince us that love makes us vulnerable and exposes us to harm and betrayal. 
The spirit of fear comes to overwhelm us, cloud our thoughts, and convince us that we have no control over our minds. But God has not given us. I thought I had some church babies. The spirit of fear. He gave us the complete opposite. What? Power, love, and a sound mind. Here's my first charge to you. Y'all ready? Do it scared. I'm about to jump in here. I said, do it scared. There will be times in your life and ministry where you just have to forge ahead with your eyes fixed towards the hill from which cometh your help because all of my help comes from the Lord. Right now, we curse the spirit of fear that would try to paralyze you from moving forward into the work God has called you to do. Everyone under the sound of my voice, I command you to do it scared. There are people listening right now. You've been dating Forward City. Dang, I just shifted. Let me make it real plain. You've been shacking up with Forward City. Tuning in every week to catch the word being released. Getting your worship fixed emotional highs from from worship every week but you've been afraid to commit for whatever reason that stops today yeah listen to me y'all there is a reward that comes with commitment that you'll never experience when you disconnect it it'll make you feel good but most times you won't birth the baby It'll make you feel good, but most times it's, it's causing confusion in your inward parts. It's, it's a difference when, you, when you're disconnected. The spiritual family that God assigns to you is just as important and strategic as your biological family. There are supernatural gifts being released over this family that you can only partake in if you carry the DNA. There's there's somewhere, there's some vacations, there's some some land that this family is about to occupy that you can only access if you carry the DNA. (laughs) It's just true. Jace will get some stuff from y'all that your God kids won't get. Somebody say, do it scared. I don't have the information, but I need y'all to throw it up on the screen because there are some people who can't wait until the end of this message. You got a partner right now. You, where is Forward City? I said, you got a, you got a partner right where the camera, what camera am I looking at? I said, you got a partner right now. Your purpose is contingent on this moment. This this moment, this moment. If I were you, I wouldn't, look, I wouldn't want Forward City to go five years and a couple days before our partner. I got to do it right. Somebody say, do it now. Do it. Do it scared. Yes, that last pastor hurt you and it didn't make sense. But do it scared. You got a partner right now. We all know this story fairly well. All right, let's get it. Moses, who was God's servant, has died. And Joshua has been anointed to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. (laughs) I'm going to move forward, but I have to take a break right here to address Moses' death. 
its significance as it pertains to the prophetic message God has for us today. Moses was a strong anointed leader. We know that. His relationship with God was so strong that he literally spoke with him face to face. Think about that. He heard God's voice so clearly. He was a man of great faith. Faith that led him to defeat Pharaoh. Part the Red Sea. And lead the people of Israel for 40 years. However, Moses had a flaw that was ultimately what prevented him from entering the promised land. Moses, listen, and the people under his leadership were driven by emotions. Numbers 14, 27 says they had a grumbling spirit. Numbers 14.39 portrays them as emotional responders. Exodus 32.19 says Moses breaks the tablets out of anger. And Numbers 20 says Moses strikes the rock rather than speaking to it, which is the emotional act that caused God to refuse to allow any of them to access the land that was promised. In this scripture, Moses doesn't represent a man, y'all. Moses represents an era, a culture, an age, a cycle. I came to tell you that you are not here just to get your weekly church quota. You are Joshua. You represent a new era, a new culture, a new age, a new term, a fresh anointing. Listen to me. The last era left us with some great wisdom. It left us with some strong foundations. The last era taught us great faith. And in case you have been under a rock, let me inform you that we will not be going back to church as usual, school as usual, business as usual, relationships as usual. That was an era. You, Joshua, are being appointed to lead and to serve in a new era. We appreciate all our forefathers taught us. We appreciate the lessons that we learned from their successes and from their mistakes. We appreciate the wisdom they have and will continue to pour. But I came to tell you that they were anointed, but they were not anointed for this. Yeah. Hear me. This message is not specific to age, y'all. I'm talking about time. Joshua it's your time. The baton has been passed to you. Gone are the days where you sit around and wait for someone else to do it. Someone else to lead the charge. Someone else to make the call. Someone else to make the decision. Somebody scream, man up, man up. The ball is in your court. Daddy did his job as well as he could. Mama did her job as well as she could. The the grandparents did their job as well as they could. They may not have done it perfect, but they did it well enough to set you up for purpose. Somebody shout, I'm anointed for this. Uh Uh-uh, I said shout, I'm anointed for this. If you're watching online, I need you to put it in the chat. Then screaming in your house, I'm anointed for this. I'm anointed for this. Let's jump into our text and I'm going to get out of the way, y'all. Following the death of Moses, God begins to give Joshua instructions on how to lead the people of Israel into the promised land. 
The second verse says, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people, he was fed up. You and all these people. He's like, I've been fooling with y'all for 40 years. If you don't get you and all these people. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite countries, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. I like to use my imagination when I'm studying scripture, and I can imagine here that Joshua is shaking in his boots. Some of us are just like Joshua. What God has instructed us to do has a shaking. Joshua had served Moses. He was his servant, his assistant for many years. He had a front row seat watching him do miracles. When I think about this, I think about my father, Pastor Trav. I I watched my... Okay. I grew up Pentecostal holiness. My father was a pastor. He started pastoring when I was 10. He actually went through the ranks of church. That was back in the day when they used to... He started off as a brother. And I'm watching this, y'all. He, he went from a brother to a deacon. I saw, him, I saw him clean toilets. I saw him drive church vans. See, y'all trying to laugh, but I'm, I'm sure. I'm, he, I saw him and so, as a deacon. I saw him become chairman deacon. Then he got elevated to a minister. And as a minister, he started a Bible study on Monday nights. I'm watching all of this. And then on Monday nights, he, the pastor kept watching him. He said, okay, now, now I'm going to make you an elder. He went from an elder to the assistant pastor. He served. Yeah. Me and my brother, we're sitting there watching this. We, we're watching Moses. I remember in the middle of the night, some, some, sometimes the, the members would call and people would be plagued with spirits that would be tormenting their minds and tormenting their children. My father would pack his children up, put us in the car, and he would go down to their houses and double dog dare a devil to stand against the army of the living God. And here I am, Joshua. I'm watching Moses saying, God, I'm going to do something greater than this. There's no way I can do something greater than this. I I watched him at Bible study minister to people and their bodies would be healed. I watched him stand against the spirit of death and tell it to behave. And here I am, Joshua. You telling me I can do something greater than this? (laughs) I'm talking to some people. You've seen some things. You've seen people be elevated in the corporate realm. You don't have the education. You don't have the experience that they have. And God is saying, but I got you doing something greater. It had him shaking. He wasn't standing on the outside, y'all. He walked with Moses. He saw him part seas. But Moses died. Moses died. I'm going to take a pause right here and encourage the one who has been thinking, man, I've mastered serving, but I'm not equipped to lead. Can I tell you that all the years you've served have prepared you to serve on a greater level? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes with our human minds, we can distort stuff. Because when we hear the word leader, we're thinking, oh, now I got to walk above. I got... But leadership is serving first. Can I talk to a five-year-old church? 
Leadership is saying, okay, okay, if, if pastor is saying we need to be down, we need to be down to the land and we're going to help clean up the building, I don't, my team can't beat me there. I got to. Leadership is saying, pastor says he wants all us to meet down to the building before it's time for us to go in so we can clean up the land and, and prepare the land. I need my children to see me be there first. Mm-hmm. Leadership is serving on a greater level. Kevin Cashman says this, ultimately a leader is not judged so much by how well he or she leads, but by how well he or she serves. But Pastor Tasha, what do, you, what do I do when it's time for me to make a decision? What, what do I do when people are expecting instruction from me? What do I do when my children are looking up at me saying, okay, what move we going to make? I wonder what she going to do with this situation. My answer to you is to choose what serves the kingdom well. I know that that ain't what we wanted to hear. In this message, in this passage, God was telling Joshua to prepare because he was gifting them with the land that was promised, gifting them with the land that was promised. God was telling Joshua that he believed in him. Ooh, I feel that. I hear hear God saying, I believe in you. Mm -mm. God is saying, I believe in you. Somebody speak this over your life. God is for me. Come on, say, God is for me. I read this passage over and over because I wanted to get a clear understanding of what God was speaking to us through this promise. Listen, y'all, I can pay my son's tuition. I can give him pep talks every day. I can tell him how smart he is. I can tell him how much I believe in him. I can help him pack all of his things, drive him to campus. But if he doesn't get up, go to class, do the work, he will fail. The land was God's gift to Israel. However, it could only be won by them getting out and possessing it. God was saying, yes, I'll vouch for you. I'll put my name down in support, but let it be known that this is a partnership. He paid for it, but we got to possess it. I said he paid for it. But you've got to possess it. I'm standing before somebody today. Hear me when I say you are anointed for this. But you're going to have to do the work. This is no longer manna fall from heaven era. This is go out and eat the good of the land era. You got to cultivate it. Write this down, y'all. There is an intersection of God's sovereignty... And man's responsibility. I'll say that again. There's an intersection between God's sovereignty and man's responsibility. God loves us, but he don't want no spoiled children. (laughs) It's been so hard for me to lead through this pandemic. I I can't seem to pull it together. You're right, Joshua. God is backing you 100%. But he never said it would be easy. I can't wait for for Pastor Travis and Pastor Jackie to tell the world the testimony of how God led them to access what y'all about to go into. I can guarantee it. I don't even know the whole story, but I can guarantee you it wasn't easy. It had some hard nights. Joshua had to go out and defeat cities that were fortified. 
cities that were surrounded by walls. It was hard. But the command was for him to put his foot on it. Ugh. Ugh. When God gives a command, he often accompanies it with a promise. I said, when God gives a command, he often accompanies it with a promise. Can I give you some word for that? Second Chronicles seven fourteen says, but if my people who are called by my name command will humble themselves, pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Here's the promise. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Proverbs 3 and 6 says, here's the command in all your ways, acknowledge him. Here's the promise and he will direct Man, I feel like preaching like a Pentecostal. Can I give you one more? First John 1 and 9 says, if we confess our sins, that's the command. He is faithful and just. Here's the promise. And he will forgive our sins and purify us from all righteousness. When God gives a command, he often accompanies it with a promise. He is for us. We just got to put our foot on the ground. I'm moving. Fifth verse says, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. So y'all, I like to pride myself on believing that I'm pretty independent. I mean... Sometimes you got you to gotta encourage yourself. <laughs> I remember back in the day, y'all, my father used to tell me not to go out trying to buy cars and houses without him, you know, without someone with me. Y'all, where are my girls at? You know, they tell you, you need a, you need a man to go down there. You, they need to see a man's face. It'll take $5,000 off, just like that. <laughs> I would always think to myself, and I ain't no baby. I can do this on my own. I, re- I remember buying my first car, and I called him on the phone. And I was just so happy, y'all. I was like, yeah, did this one without you? And uh, he began to run down a list of questions. How much longer is, is the car under warranty? Did you get an extended warranty? That, that smile wiped off my face like... I mean, he went on it. Are your tires covered under that warranty? If not, did you get a warranty for your tires? If the car is used, did you look at the Kelly Blue Book? Why is the seller selling this house? How old is the roof? Is the home in a flood zone? Some of y'all trying to write this down. (laughs) Bad and bad, like, PT, can you say that again? Y'all get the point. Of course, I had no answers for his questions. Because I didn't know to ask them. Needless to say, moving forward when making major purchases, I knew to have him with me. People respond different when you have the right person. I almost want to tell you to church me. Somebody say, God is with me. Moving forward, when my father was with me, he would whisper to me in my right ear and say, this is the question you need to ask. He would whisper to me and say, say no to that. Give him five more minutes and then you say yes. He had information that I didn't have. Uh, I came to tell someone that you're not showing up to that next business meeting by yourself. You're not showing up at that next interview by yourself. 
questions to ask. He, he's going to tell you when to say no. He, he's going to tell you when to say yes. You may not have the education or the experience, but rest in the fact that God has all the information. Somebody scream, God is with me. Somebody scream, God is with me. He has, he has all the information that I need. It matters who is with you. Y'all see my husband, he's 6'5", brown man. People respond different when he with me. Folk don't try me the same. He ain't even, here's the thing, he don't even have to say nothing. Ooh, y'all see. People change their tone <laughs> when he's with me. They think twice about what they say to me. When he's with me. Woo! Somebody say God is God is with me. God is one of the reasons people crumble under pressure, under the pressure of fear, is because we take our focus off of who's with us. Sit down, y'all. Courage comes from an awareness of the presence of God in our lives. Everything looks bigger. Everything looks stronger, scarier, more catastrophic when we lose focus of the presence of God in our lives. Just like Joshua, you are called to play a strategic role in this crucial time in history. Now is not the time to be focused on fear. Just keep thinking about who's with you. I got one more. Is it all right? The seventh verse says, be strong. He changed it this time. And very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to, I feel Jesus, y'all. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep, this is a successful house. This is a successful house. All right, so that's the prophetic part. This is, do y'all know how to receive the word? All right, this is a successful house. What that means is when you make up your mind and you step out on courage to do something, God is always going to cause you to succeed. Excel is the word I hear. Excel is the word that I hear. That's. There there are some teachers. You got teachers here? Teachers. Every teacher, lift your hand. Lift your hand. There's some teachers in here, and God has not left you out in this season. Because you have Holy Spirit whispering things in your ear, God is going to give you some, oh, God, what's the word? I see it. He's going to give you strategies on how to make learning in this era easier. Listen to me. Our teachers and our children are struggling with this new era of learning. And God is going to raise up some people in this house who will create ways to make learning easier. And it's going to put dividends in your bank account. Oh, God. It's go- God is saying, I ain't forget the teacher. I'm about to give you something special that's going to go across the land. People will be using your curriculum. In African nations, people will be using your curriculum in other nations. 
I hear the Lord, y'all. He's whispering to you in the middle of the night. All right. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, that you will be prosperous and successful. All right. Believe it or not, I'm a Marvel fan. Where am I? Man, y'all lame. Where the Marvel fans? <laughs> they was all like, oh, she think I'm lame. Let me scream. You ain't never seen a Marvel movie. <laughs> I just like to watch anything that's superhero and unrealistic. It's unrealistic. No, for real, it's unrealistic. Some of us don't need to watch it because we'll be walking around thinking that something... <laughs> Our arm gonna turn into to lava. No, you you regular. You just you're human. <laughs> just, no superhumans. <laughs> I told y'all I'm prophetic, so when I start talking, crazy stuff be going through my head. I literally start somebody start levitating in the room like you thought I wasn't super. <laughs> all right, okay, all right. See, this is why we friends. Carry on, bad. Just. Come back. Right. I love superhero stuff, y'all. There's just something so intriguing about watching superhumans going about life, living what seems to be normal. Right up until they are faced with a challenge or an unrelenting obstacle. Or until their lives, the lives of their loved ones, or the safety of the people are at stake. I'm on this new one now. God help me. Because this Travis Church, anybody could be watching. You all can preach this at the purpose place. Ain't nobody. Ain't no movie executives watching, you know. Y'all don't want to laugh. It's funny to me. I'm on this new one, and uh, it took a left. Y'all been watching all the seasons, so we're on like season four. And y'all know how they start off real, real good, and you're like, oh my God, this is the best show. And then Netflix say, hey, season four is on the way. And you watch that first episode, and you're like, what happened? They got new writers. <laughs> Man, this is gonna be on the internet. I'm trying to get out. Anyway, I like the show. I'm committed. I'm, okay. Season four is not as good as season one, but I'm committed. All right? The show is called Dang. I can't say <laughs> I wrote it though. It's called Black Lightning. If y'all, if y'all want somebody to be on this, this Travis Church, they watch it. <laughs> I can't help. <laughs> y'all, okay. So, y'all don't watch superhero shows. Y'all pretending to. So, let me, let me catch you up. So, this show is about a family of supers. When you have special powers, you're called supers in our community. So it's about a family of supers, like the daughter, she like, she, she like the president of supers. Like she got every special gift you can have. She got it. She flies. She, she actually went, golly, she went to another 
planet and came back as another person. Like, she is so dope. But the daddy, he like the king of the family. So he really don't have much power. But this show named after him. So he got to be like the special guy. Anyway, Black Lightning. Y'all go watch it. It's black, black owned. And um, so I'm watching this episode. We about to go in. We about, I'm watching this episode, y'all. And his daughters were both working at the school where he was the principal. And these regular criminals came into school, started attacking his daughter. The other daughter, who didn't know she had powers yet, she came out of nowhere trying to help out. He hears the chaos and confusion. I might be rewriting this a little bit, but stay with me. <laughs> this was in the, good, the season one. So he hears the chaos tries to figure out what's going on, how he gonna fix this. Because, here's the deal, in the community, he wants to be regular. So he don't want people, they know he black lightning, but he don't want them to know. You know, they wanna walk around regular. But his daughter's being attacked. So no matter how bad, he don't want black lightning to show up, what's in him, somebody to jump up on your feet and scream, God is in me. <laughs> and just like Black Lightning, when something is trying to come against my family, when something is trying to come against my house, when something is trying to come against my businesses, what's in me, it just inevitably Somebody screaming it in and say, God is in me. The Bible says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. I'm going to leave y'all with this one. God is in me. And when I'm faced with a challenge, a threat, an unrelenting obstacle was in me. If you're looking for prosperity and success in all that you do, take heed to what God instructs Joshua to do. Number one, he says, keep it always on your lips. Talk about it. Recite it. Speak it. I don't care who say, oh, you quote scripture too much. This ain't about you. This is about my purpose. And when something is coming against my purpose... I ain't speaking my words. What's in me? Number two, meditate on it day and night. Think about it. Ponder it. I've gotten some of the greatest revelation in my life reading scripture and asking questions. God, why'd you say that? Why did you allow that to happen? Ponder on it. Number three, do what is written in it. Somebody say, obey it. Soak it in until it becomes a part of who you are. Med meditate on it until God dwells in you. Study it until it flows out of you like water. When the enemy comes after me, I, I, go, I go to the word of God that says, though and host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Oh, I'm getting happy, y'all. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. 
one thing have I desired of the Lord. Woo! That will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up on a rock. That's what's in me. That's what's in me. When my heart is broken, I run to the word of God that says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. When sickness or disease tries to attack my husband's body, I declare the word of the Lord that says, but he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace is upon him and by his stripes we are healed. When I'm tempted, I depend on the scripture that says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. That's what's in me. Somebody put your hand on your belly and say, that's what's in me. When chaos tries to come to your house, the word of God rises up in me and it says, in the peace of God, that surpasses all understanding. It guards my heart and my mind. Through Christ Jesus, that's what's in me. what's in me. God is in me. God is in me. Somebody say God is in me. God is when the enemy tells me you're not strong enough. <laughs> you can't do that. The word of God that says when I am weak That's what rises up in me. I'm talking to some people in this room. The enemy has tried to convince you that you are not called to do that. That you are not equipped for that. But you have a revelation today that I am anointed for this. I can't say it for you. Somebody say, I am anointed for this. I'm anointed for this. Say it again. I'm anointed for this. I'm anointed for this. God is for you. They're going to ask you, how did you get that? Because God is for me. Norman, they're going to ask you, how did you do that? Because God is with me. No, seriously, how did you know that? Because God is in me. Lift your hands. Father, today we have a revelation that we are supernatural. And that because you are with us 
and because you are for us and because you are in us, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So God, I pray today that you would give us a fresh wind, a a fresh revival for this, this next 10 is what I hear. This next 10 will be super. Oh, y'all, I hear this. This next 10 will be super. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hear me. It might not be easy, but it will be super. Oh, my God. People will come from near and far, y'all. speak Holy Spirit I see the Lord saying I've been overshadowing I've been it's like a coverage but no more God is saying you're ready you're ready to be seen there 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 are there are strategies there are um, um, oh my God um, processes that you have that people will come from near and far a prophet once told us, me and Kenny, he said, if you don't prepare, it's going to feel like whiplash. This next six months, prepare. People are coming. They're going to come before you finish it. They're going to come before you finish that one. <laughs> From hear me, near and far. I'm not talking about the United States only. People are watching now. God is saying, I've take, I see him literally taking the cover off. Write it down. Pastor Jackie, write it down. Write, I mean, everything. Write it down. I mean, how, how you meet people in the parking lot to how you're very strategic about time. It's something very specific that he's going to use about time. How you honor the time. They're coming from near and far. This ain't just about Pastor Jackie and Pastor Travis. They're watching how you worship. They're watching how you love each other in the pews. They're watching how you see your sister crying and give her a piece of tissue. They're watching. So throw your hands up and give God a yes. God, we say yes. He can use your yes. God, we give you a yes. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. They're coming before you finish. They come, they're coming before you finish that one. Find some processes even at that building. Like I, we, can, we can't take y'all in this room, but we can walk you around the building so I can show you how they had the ladies' pipes. How we had to go around that process with the how the city would have stopped us if we'd have did it this way. But if you do it that way, God said I had to show you, I had to show you, Travis. You got mentors and fathers, but there are some things that he had to show you. So that you can be the father, the the mentor for those who come up in this Joshua era. You're gonna show them. You're gonna son, son, if you do it this way, you're gonna save ten thousand dollars. That's it. God said he had to show you. He had to, if you do it this way, you'll save your church. 
thousands of dollars. It was a lot that your mentors could tell you, but some things God had to show you. Okay, y'all, I'm done. Where my babies at? I'm going to prophesy over these babies. Where they at? Where they at? I was watching Jace the other night, y'all. Thank you, Lord. God gave me an opportunity to say this. God gave me an opportunity. The same way I was watching my father. That's how they watching y'all. The same way. And because of what you put in them, they asking the same questions. Man, look what mom and daddy did. You telling me I'm going to do something greater? <laughs> we learn so much through scripture and I question scripture. I tell y'all this all the time. Imagine if Moses was thinking, Joshua watching me. Let me show him how I did this. Let me. Joshua is watching me. So let me rethink how I do this in front of him. I just asked the scripture questions, you know. It could, he could have been, but the Bible don't say. So he, imagine if Moses was saying, man, Joshua, it's on him. So let me think real quick about how I do this before him. The way y'all cover them. It's so key for what God has for them in their generation. Listen to me, babies. Y'all are supers. <laughs> Say, I'm supernatural. Say it again, I'm supernatural. Miracles will be birthed through your hands. Oh my God. Say, miracles will be birthed through my hands. I will do greater than mommy and daddy. I will do greater than mommy. Where is Forward City? I will do greater than mommy and daddy. Super, you are supernatural. Now never fall prey to the enemy's desire to get them caught up in relationships that are not for them. I declare that God has assigned one wife who is anointed to pull purpose out of them in Jesus' name. That you will birth songs that will literally bring nations to the foot of Jesus Christ. That you will preach sermons that will cause salvation to break out in nations in Jesus' name. I declare that you are supernatural. That even as a young age, as you begin to speak to your peers, that God will cause tumors to shrink by the sound of your voice.
supernatural sons. You'll never be normal. You'll never be average. Oh my God. You'll never be normal. You'll never be average. You are supernatural. Somebody raise up a praise in this room. Raise up a praise in this room. Raise up a praise in this room. And the same grace be on your children. The same grace be on your children. The same grace be on your children. The same grace be on your seed. In Jesus' name. I don't know the words. I'm making better decisions. Because God's way of life. Oh, I love this with y'all. Is the best thing for me. It keeps happening for me. That's the testimony of Forward City. It keeps happening for me. It keeps happening for me. 
Hey, thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to commit your life to this Jesus that you've been hearing about, pray this simple prayer with me. God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you got up so that I don't have to stay down. Come into my heart. Change me forever from the inside out. I'm saved. I am different. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed this prayer for the first time, or even if you rededicated your life today, I'm so proud of you, and you're not alone. Go now to forwardcity.tv slash brand new. We'd love to hear from you. Remember that in Christ, your past is gone. Your future is waiting. So move forward. Love you.